Before we start today's show, I just want to give a massive shout out to Acast for making this show happen. Thanks, Acast. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome to the PJ Podcast. I think it's like seven weeks till Christmas. Someone said that to me at a barbecue yesterday. Seven or eight, something ridiculous. So, (laughs) just your friendly reminder. Uh, Welcome back for another episode. This week is quite different. I know I've been very baby heavy over the last couple of weeks uh, with the birth of Charlie Leo and I'm so grateful for all the feedback um, on that episode because obviously it was a very personal and sentimental um, chat and yeah I just really appreciate everyone messaging and talking about their own experience. It was really really cool uh, to hear your stories so thank you. This week we are mixing it up. And we're talking traditional Chinese medicine with a very good friend of mine who I met in Melbourne. Her name is Dr. Abby. She is a traditional Chinese medicine practitioner uh, specialising in acupuncture and all things good. Um, (laughs) Basically, we just talk about what it is, why it's incredible for your health, damp foods, the importance of eating seasonally and actually enjoying indulging. Um... We talk about the health fallout from COVID and lockdowns and all the things she has observed over the last couple of years, fertility and postpartum nourishment and its benefits. So much to cover uh, in this week's episode. I hope you enjoy it with Dr. Abby. Hello, my friend, Abby. How are you? Hello, my friend, Polly. I'm very (laughs) excited to be seeing your face. So this is weird because... Abby and I, uh, we were friends in Melbourne, um, and Abby opened me up to a world of incredible traditional Chinese medicine. Is that what we call it? Yeah. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. So you're, you're a TCM practitioner, which is traditional Chinese medicine. Um, you wrangled me into getting acupuncture years ago. I'd never had it ever. I was about 27 mm. years old. And I perfect have bullying age, <laughs> perfect bullying age, and I have never looked back since. So, for anyone I guess uh, listening today who has never had acupuncture and might think mm. that the whole modality is a bit woo woo, what can you say to that? Um, well, sometimes it is woo woo, and that also pisses me off indefinitely. But then sometimes <laughs> the woo woo really works, and then that pisses me off even more. <laughs> 
<laughs> but there is like you, know, you, you like, studied. You're a doctor, right? So how does that work? Yeah, I'm a doctor. Mm. It means that you give your blood and your soul and your firstborn to the education system. <laughs> and then they go, here's two extra letters. And then people go, yeah, but are you really? Like, did you, didn't you just like, you know, open a book and, and hold a crystal? I'm like, don't actually do that. Um, is so that I the response you get? Is that the response you get from people? I still when you get s- that response I get. And I'm like, yeah, I just sell snakeskin oil. Of course I'm using rhinoceros testicles. What else would I be doing? Like, yes, I got into this for animal cruelty. Like, that's <laughs> totally why I'm in medicine. Like, yeah, ir- irrelevant of the five years of majoring in health science, irrelevant of going to China and doing an actual internship in a hospital, irrelevant of traveling to France and Hong Kong and Japan, training specifically in cosmetic alternatives that are competitive to injectables. Yeah, no, I just love endangering animals <laughs> and tricking vegans into licking really? tusks. So is that That's my the, priority. Is that the criticism uh, honestly, that you fielded? I, I still get it. Like, if you look at my Facebook posts, Facebook's, you know, different demographic according to age groups. Um, if I ever put a, something up about the herbs that we're talking about or if I ever put up a spring spring uh, liver program, I get these comments like, oh, it's elephant tusk and that. Oh, you know that they're using, you know, the balls of rhinos. I'm like, oh, I don't even respond. I'm like, eh, if you say so. I'm like, okay. So cool. why, okay, so why acupuncture? Why is it so good? Um, okay, so the, the best part about traditional Chinese medicine acupuncture mm. is it is over 4,000 years old. So it is a traditional encompassing medicine and lifestyle. The reason I keep referring to it as traditional Chinese medicine is if you're seeing behind the scenes or you see my Instagram, I look like a white blonde woman and I am, you know, a doctor of traditional Chinese medicine. Yeah. I'm it's part of my uh, part of my piece in this industry is making sure that we're not culturally appropriating it. Right. So I'm not saying I'm Chinese. I'm mm. practicing the medicine of traditional Chinese medicine, which is a lifestyle. So the reason it's so fantastic is because it doesn't actually separate any part of your systems. So that's your emotional system, your organ system, your muscle system, your lymphatic system, your uh, spiritual well-being, however it is that you relate to that, that is encompassed in it. Your environment of what you live in system is encompassed. The actual environment and weather that you're situated in is included. The relationships of how you work with other people are part of the medicine. So... The part that I think in current society where they think I'm, you know, just licking snake dicks for and calling it medicine um, <laughs> is because it isn't measured yeah. in the same way as bio-Western science. Yeah. And the reason behind that, which is also the greatest skill set that Chinese medicine has, is if you have a common cold, there's not really a lot that the Western system can offer you. They can, you know, sleep, rest, fluid, but it's viral. They can't touch it. Mm. In Chinese medicine, there's like 13 different differential diagnoses for that. So it's the difference between is your throat sore? Is your throat not sore? What color is your sputum? Do you have any sputum? Did it come on with a headache? Are you adverse to wind? Are you adverse to heat? Are you adverse to noise? And this is how we break down how this virus is entering your system. Mm. That's how we can differentiate. And again, that's what the spectrum of it is fantastic. You can't measure the virus symptoms from person to person. So you can't treat you know, the exact same headache on everyone because not everyone has the same internal constitution. Flip it over and, you know, how many different types of cancers are there within the Western system to diagnose and within the traditional Chinese medicine paradigm, we've only got two. Lump, not a lump. Really? And also, yep, and where the the difference again there, which makes us a phenomenal medicine to incorporate, is um, we don't necessarily want to eradicate cancer. Mm. It's just another part of the body. So we 
because we're looking at all of the systems, what gives you the best quality of life? Okay, so you might have, you know, a tumor, but it could be malignant, you know, it could be benign. But what's your life quality with that? Mm. So, for example, I'm in the cosmetic side of Chinese medicine. So my whole focus is making you feel beautiful, making you feel on fleek, giving you options for injective alternatives, giving you options to feel more comfortable in your body. So for example, if you had a mole on your face, which we would call a lump, mm. and you're obsessed about that mole, well, once I take away the obsession on that mole, or you know, the exception on white or whatever, um, then your life quality improves because you're not solely focused on that. So just change that lump. So being- you'd psychologically be working on that instead of actually removing said mole. You'd be working on the perspective. Is that right? To a certain extent. So I'm not a trained mental health professional. I have trained yeah. in mental health, but I'm not a mental health trained professional. No, yeah. So I refer to psychology for that. So what we would do in the Chinese perspective, because there is a psychology component. So if someone is obsessed with something, depending on their constitution, I mm. might work on reducing the GAN system, which kind of equates to the liver energy system, which is a little bit hepatic and a little bit just emotional and or dropping cortisol for starters dropping cortisol means you don't have the same anxiety fixations on some things oh my god so is that psychology or is it your system okay so you treated this me you, you treated me a lot and i feel like that's <laughs> what you were working on a lot because i have a tendency to obsess over things uh what do you mean so am i right in assuming that, that you were working with that because honestly i'd never know what you're doing you just work your freaking magic on me i'd get on that bed yeah and i'd come out feeling like Honestly, like I'd melted and I'd gone into another dimension every time. And you wouldn't really tell me what you'd done. People state that. Yeah. And you're like, I'll see you in a week. "Mm, I'll see you in two weeks. Thank you, drunk. (laughs) Yeah. I think that the reason, like, you might find that your traditional Chinese medicine practitioner or Chinese medicine acupuncturist won't tell you what you've done is we've spent five years unlearning biology, unlearning chemistry. So, whilst my background is entropathy and I froth, froth biology i love all the little constituents and cellular interactions there is no recognition in traditional chinese medicine of enzymes calories how the cells work together it doesn't even compute so if i try to go well you know what i did i really balanced the garn because it was obstructing the pee and when we work on those two systems you know that really makes the skin feel more contained and safe what that what the fuck does that mean to you? Yeah. Like because if I just go gun, okay, that's the liver system, that's the hepatic system, that's the frustration system. It could be harboring disappointment, it could be harboring frustrations, it could be actually anger is safe than being sad. And then if we go to the P system, that is your equivalent to spleen or metabolism or digestion or your weight loss or how you consume thoughts. It's also the yi, which is a component of the soul that is intellect. Um, it's also a component of the soul that's creative. So you could have overcreative, uncreative, not moving enough, moving too much. And then that creates the zhu or the gu for your brain to have clear energy, clear mindset. It also is how you poo really, really healthily. Or one <laughs> I understand why you didn't do this. And then when I talk about shen. <laughs> yeah, and then when I talk about shen, shen is a component of the personality that we can say gets anxiety, angst, overthinking. It's also a component that's in charge of you falling asleep. We say that if you don't sleep well, it's because the shen is overheated and it's not going to the organ of the heart to have a sleep overnight. So how would I explain that to you? Like, what did I work on today? Just cash. I just suck snake dicks for a living. It's fine. So there's a lot of complexity behind the scenes of acupuncture. And I think it's really important to stress that because a lot of people will only associate it with like... doing it clearly? Really clearly. A lot of people will only associate it with 
sore muscles, right? They might think of it as like a chiropractor. I feel like the two almost get teamed together or lumped together sometimes. Um, but it's so much more totally. than that, right? It's, it's, it's a whole holistic. It's so much. Yeah. It's encompassing. So I try to describe it as we look at you as the entire plant. Mm. So if you've got your roses and there's spots on the leaves, yeah. You don't just cut the leaves off. You're like, oh, is there a bug? Is it external? Yeah. Is the soil too wet? Have we got potassium in the soil? What are the roots? You're looking doing? at the root what's causes. What? Definitely. You know, what's in the weather system at the moment? Oh, it's, you know, it's pre-spring. It's damp. They always get that little mottle on them. Okay. So if you're an avogadro, I'm totally not. I'm just making up horticulture issues. Um, if you're an avogadro, you know what's happening with the seasons, that type of thing. So traditional Chinese medicine, when it was practiced in China, and of course it went to France first with when they colonized early in the 1900s um it was about maintaining wellness so you were going for prevention of illness not the other way around which is why again people come to me at the bottom of the hill and like should have seen you before Mm. like i can do stuff but i'm not drugs i'd love to give you some drugs i'm not drugs (laughs) but i can work with what you've got oh i'll refer when possible babe you know that's like "Mm, have you tried prozac it's really good let's just keep it safe and move on um so that so if you did get sick back in the day yeah you would then um, you wouldn't pay because the practitioner should have felt in your pulse or your tongue or in the environment system around you how to kind of balance yourself to be your best version with whatever is going on around you. So if you got ill, it was their responsibility. So you didn't pay to make to get well again. So it's a preventative medicine. Again, fantastic. Like we're slowly becoming this preventative mm. uh, lifestyle again across the cultures. So getting that. No, I, I, like Chinese medicine is acupuncture it's cupping it's scraping it's herbs it's food it's dietary it's movement it's medical massage it's uh psychology kind of thinking like we think it's really dangerous to be too happy we think that's actually sick so i loved when everyone's like i've got this information i'm like that's toxic and then toxic positivity came out i was like oh i knew it wasn't a bitch for a reason i was balanced Um, yeah so it's more it's more about sticking in the middle because there is a lot about that, isn't there? Like, yes. you don't want to be too extreme. there's no such thing as perfection. Yeah. Yep, there's no such thing as perfection. When have you ever had perfect work-home balance? Like, exactly. no such thing. Yes, I so, love you know, that. We're and all a, just thriving in our dysfunction. And what a healthier philosophy to try to actually embody than, yes, that perfection. Because otherwise we just burn out. Oh, totally. And my favorite thing about traditional Chinese medicine is... We're not a them versus us. I've really found when I was trained as a naturopath, it was Western versus allied health or Western versus alternative. And that was really, you know, you get into a mindset and you mm. become a bit grumpy, like mm. you get a bit, a bit sour. And when I trained in traditional Chinese medicine, most of my lecturers were surgeons or MDs. And it was all about, okay, so cool. They're on steroids, right? These are the pros, these are the cons. You're not treating the steroids as a symptom. You're treating this whole person and you don't separate what the medication is doing to them. That is part of who they are now. And as you work on that, mm-hmm. then they might need it less or something better will improve. Like don't, not every MD is out there to, you know, cut up patients and put them on every medication they can. It's yeah. not designed that way. So that was my favorite thing. I just stopped giving a fuck about um, all the other things. And just, I know my lane. I know when to refer. I know what I can do. I know what's uh, what's achievable. You know, the body can do amazing things, but I'm mm. not going to pretend that I'm, you know, Jesus. 
Well, yeah, sometimes. I, I will say sometimes you have a little bit like Jesus. <laughs> Weird things happen. <laughs> I, I wanted to bring up um, a word that you chucked in, which I was never aware of until I met you, and um, turns out it's quite was a big... Was it the F word? <laughs> no, that, that was very common too. Abby was the first, like, therapist or, like, healer I'd ever gone to, and it was like, fuck, on arrival. <laughs> <laughs> In a good way, in a positive way. Anyway, <laughs> damp was a word that you brought up. and damp. um yeah. I, when I came to see you, I was pretty smug thinking that I was, you know. So healthy. Yeah, so healthy with all my smoothies and salads and, I mean, this was maybe not so much now. Smoothies, celery juice, eating nuts all the time. You were, you were horrified. Margaritas. Talk about that. Mm. Mm. So my one of my favorite hobbies is um, retraining mm. the the health sphere because there's a lot of healthy bunnies, and I say that with quotation marks, a lot of healthy bunnies that wake up in the morning and have a frozen yogurt or a smoothie with berries from the freezer, coconut yogurt, coconut, and then they're putting in chia seeds just straight, and then they're adding all these nuts they haven't done anything to, and then they add a big thick banana, and you've got to put it in context. We're in Melbourne. We're at the, the bum end of of the world it's cold mm. we don't grow bananas we're not tropical we don't have coconut water so then you'd have that for breakfast and then maybe you'd go on and go do some high-powered yoga in the middle of the heat and then you'd go out straight to work in the middle of winter and then for lunch you'd be having in the middle of winter what does it be cold salad <laughs> and you might then have another handful of nuts and then you're going to have another banana because of the potassium and then for dinner oh i'm just going to have you know lunch chicken with a bit of with a bit more salad and then you wonder why you've got this water retained weight that doesn't move why what's wrong with that because on the surface that sounds really healthy and i genuinely thought i was being really healthy the issue with that is in chinese medicine your stomach is a soup and what that means is anything that you ingest needs to be broken down through the temperature or constituents of soup so especially if you're unwell or you're like, I think um, we're starting to get this churn of cycle, but I don't think people fully appreciate how much energy it takes to be stressed. Mm. I don't think people fully appreciate how much energy, even 10% of just resting anxiety takes up consumption in the body. If that was any, uh, if that was a sprained wrist or if that was a sciatica in the hip, you'd be able to go, it's constantly wearing me down. Mental stress is exactly the same. So my point for interjecting that is whenever you have anything run down or a little bit more pressure on the body, that means that what could be going towards digesting that soup and pushing it to the the, the soup, which would then we'd say has become blood and chi, blood and energy, that soup would then be pushed to your extremities to keep your hair healthy, to replenish your skin, to keep your mind clear. Every time you're ill, energy is taken away from the metabolism of food into energy. It gets slower and slower and slower. So when you put cold food in or food that isn't appropriate for the season or the environment that you are living in because wherever you live in grows the food for that season so tropical islands have coconuts and coconut water because they're full of electrolytes because you sweat all the freaking time of course you have to put that back in your body (laughs) when you're in the middle of melbourne i haven't seen a coconut tree for hundreds of thousands of miles um we're not warm enough so all you're doing is putting cold damp sugar back in your body but it tastes so good and you feel healthy do you feel healthy? You're bloated. You have headaches. You have period pain. You have to triple exercise, and that really does fucking nothing but make you look great on the internet and you lose them on. Like you have to wear these tight clothes to hide the wobbly bits. Where if you had more cooked protein, yeah, uh, warmer foods, 
you wouldn't worry about the weight because you'd be feeling more satiated and you wouldn't actually be um, super consumed. It's a form of orthoplexia being so consumed with how healthy you are. Like if you eat with joy and vigor, you'll find it actually doesn't sit on your figure. And I know that's really fucked up and I keep experimenting Oh, that's a really it. good saying. Say it again. I know. I don't know if I could. Did we record it? Yeah, it's recorded. If you eat with joy, if you eat with joy and vigor, you tend to keep your figure. So I have a lot of clients that binge eat. Yeah, it's really common, especially mums. They binge eat. And I'm like, keep doing it. When you do it next time, don't hide in the pantry. Bring it out. Put on a plate. Put on a platter. Make it like a big, luxurious Italian beauty. Go nuts. Go nuts as hard as you can. Day after day after day after day after day. We'll soon stop. The body can't sustain eating all those foods because you're eating them for a chemical hit. Mm. it's normally if you're eating all that type of food it's for uh, an imbalance of emotions and it's a chemical hit you want the buzz but if you just full-on let it happen i mean you're an adult you understand you know what you can and can't eat that's fine but if you just go nuts or if you see how much you're really eating because if you're doing it in the cupboard out of the packet you're not visually acuiting what you've consumed oh and it's my guilt god so, so you eat you get the hit you got guilt you eat the hit, the hit you get guilt you eat you get the hit you get guilt pull it out take half the guilt away Make it beautiful. So then you're giving yourself a treat, self-care, indulging in your wellness, getting all like luxe up in your grill. Add some $20 raspberries if you have to. Like, I don't care. It's for you. Don't share that with the children. They can get fucked. This is for you. Um, if you're going to indulge, do it well. And then really make it like that routine for yourself. But you you can't consume it forever. Mm. But when it's guilt-ridden, you don't see it. So you keep going back to it. So this is one, like if you if you enjoy food, food's meant to be enjoyed. That's why we get a fucking chemical hit from it. Um, get it out, and and they only can't sustain more than three nights. I'm like do it again, eat more, keep going. So yeah, get away from the dam, get away from gold. First, my biggest weight loss tip: if you're concerned about your weight or even your thyroid, yeah, stop eating cold food. Don't eat anything not the temperature of your blood. That includes cold drinks. But like, say you're in the midsummer, right? And it is it is warm right. weather. Then, mm. then, then, so you... then you would have something warm so that your inside matches the outside. <laughs> so so that the temperature disparity from the inside of your body to the external of your body doesn't make you sweat. So in London, they have a cup of tea in the height of summer so that the inside matches the outside so the disparity of temperature doesn't make you completely uncomfortable and sweat more. But you can have like, say, cold salad leaves and then warm meat or would that work? Totally. So in, so definitely. So in spring, what I recommend to clients while we're transitioning yeah. to summer foods have your cooked roast vegetables or your cooked steamed vegetables because there's a lot of tubular foods still coming out of season now like mm. um in melbourne it's still end of pumpkin season it's still sweet potato season yep. it's not kerma over here don't pretend <laughs> um not judging it's all right disappointed why don't they just import kerma i, I don't understand um so the, <laughs> digress uh so those foods cooked on your salads of lots and lots of green leafies because this is a season of green leaf. Yeah. All the herbs that are in your garden, bit of protein, and then, yeah, but not a lot of avocado because, yes, it's avocado season-ish, but it's not a sticky constituent. How so do you, you how do you know your, if it's damp? Like is there often an you indicator? squeeze it in your fingers and it's sticky. Uh-huh. Think about it, squeeze donut, sticky. Yep. Squeeze an avocado, sticky. Squeeze a banana, sticky. Squeeze a mango, sticky. Oh, but mango, Ooh, what? Mango. But mango is a summer fruit. Just don't eat too much. Okay, okay. So everything in moderation as well. Eat it in summer. Eat it in summer. Okay, cool. So in summer, it's fine. Mm. And then also think about like lots of foods are designed to be partnered. 
mango ginger, mango lemon. Like if you go anywhere hot other than a white country, they're adding other things to it. So like if you're having um, mango in Indonesia, they're normally adding uh, lime to it. If you're having mango in Mexico, it's normally got a, a spice or it's normally part of um, a salsa in some description or it's part of a ceviche in some description where they've got other aromatic herbs and foods to break it down. Ah, oh, really? So that helps sort of balances mm. it out and easier to yeah, metabolize. Yeah, love a bit of like lime on your mango. Mm. Like, sour. Okay, we, I realize we're talking a lot about food and there's so much that you cover, yeah. but I just wanted to tap okay. into the cool. damp That's philosophy. Right. You just want me to yell at people about coconuts <laughs> and just get the internet to blow up. Let's talk about like the last year because it's been wild, obviously. Well, I mean the last few years. <laughs> what do, do you mean? Do we, do we touch that? it? I mean, I know it's been. <laughs> do we do that? Hey, hey, look at us now. Who would have thought? <laughs> should, we do, should we do the context behind that? Literally going into what year was it? Yep. <laughs> What 2019, we, 20, 2019. In, in a 2019, literally, <laughs> before the shit show kicked off, we both said, look at us, man. I can feel next year, this is going to be our year and it's going to be so good. And we just felt like things were going to take off. Oh, my God. going to nail goals. <laughs> anyway, it's been, a, it's been a good joke since. But you have been at mm. um, the front line. What's um, Yeah. The front line. You yeah. know, you've seen people's health under the microscope, essentially, over the last few years. What trends have emerged, particularly over the last year? Like, what have you been having to treat quite a lot of? Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus. Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Um, context, I'm based in Melbourne, right? Context, yeah. we had the world's longest, harshest lockdown. It's extremely political yeah, um, and controversial for a lot of people to talk about. However, what I am definitely seeing a lot of, especially, especially now heading harder more frequently in teenagers from the ages of 16 to 19, is a huge amount of PTSD-related illnesses. And so because we say that most disease have an emotional basis, this is one that I'm seeing the most. So that can be anything from depression, uh, inability to cope with stress, uh, the kind of, imagine like the 25-year-old that's gone back to corporate that never really had it before, overworking, thinks everything's important, on minimum wage, yeah. working 50 hours a week, doing too much, going home and checking the emails, wondering why they can't sleep, period pain, stressing out, can't maintain relationships with friendships and everything freaks them out. That's a form of PTSD. Mm -hmm. um, I've got teenagers going into exams at the moment with glandular fever. 
were never exposed to it, but have but has shown up on buds and we could see that coming. So the more the stress of exams come when they haven't been at school for two years to learn all the things they're meant to be tested on. Wow. They get tired and as they get tired, they get stressed and it's this perpetual and you know, they've they've had their own kind of trauma to deal with in relation to their sociability. Uh huge amount of anxiety, huge, like more anxiety huge. than I've ever treated before. Wow. More. A uh, huge amount of fatigue. Other things that are coming out of the woodwork, and it's ironic because obviously my specialty is beauty and cosmetic, and I try to be really hard line on that. I incorporate everything else, but I don't advertise that I treat. It's your point of difference. It's my point of difference. But um, in the last in the last six months, I have been inundated with demands to be treating autoimmune disease, mold poisoning, because a lot of people couldn't get out of their homes. So um, you know, we're Victorian S. So I've got a huge amount of mold poisoning. Um, other things I'm treating, uh, um, infertility, which again, isn't usually my common bag, but there's been a spike in it lately. Just trying to think what I had yesterday. Lots of, lots of breakdowns. It's really hard. Lots of identity crisis, lots of identity breakdowns. People wanting to leave their jobs, questioning their whole reality, eh? But then there's this kind of uh, fear factor of I can't leave because they can't do anything. We were told I'm allowed to do anything, so I can't do anything. Is that, but I mean, uh, I'm trying to think what was on. Have you also just found like immunity has been completely shat on? (laughs) Like people's immunity, um, immune systems, sorry, have just been really low. Like I feel like after being locked Um, up for so long, going out and then so many bugs are around That's not what I would put the crux down. That's not what I would see the crux down. Really? Anyway, my crux is really simple things. I've been fucking missing. I'm feral about it. I've had clients who's iron levels are so low only two years in now that i've been bullying them and their practitioner we're getting them infusions and infusions uh, have got their own kind of pros and cons but i'm like jesus christ you're at seven it should be minimum low is classified 30 so for me it's things that should have been picked up that haven't for example clients with yeah. uh and they're young clients with cardiovascular issues like i'm thinking i think you have i think you have arrhythmia i think you've got a valve not working because you pass out after lying flat so you know these tra- clients i'm treating up I'm seeing lots of thyroid, like severe thyroid issues that aren't being picked up. These are things that should have been tested when everybody was locked down. Yeah. And so now that it's becoming very chronic yeah. and the symptoms are accumulating and the, the symptoms can't quite be diagnosed in, med- in Western medicine, they're like, oh, you know, we might give you a, a thyroxine. But I'm like, yeah, but that's not, that's, uh, nah, it's not enough. We, we could probably do a bit better than that. What else is going on? Um, so anemia is not being picked up. Really simple things in blood's haven't been dressed because nobody's gone to get checked. Cancers. Uh, I've lost a lot of patients to cancer. Wow. After the first lockdown, things that were completely preventable. Oh, God, that's um, frustrating. Yeah. Heartbreaking. Heartbreaking. Uh, we've got clients that now we monitor for, well, they, they're good now, but like during lockdown, we were, we had a lot on Suicide Watch. Yeah. A lot. Um, and then the aftermath of losing a parent or losing a loved one to suicide, like that was a oh. biggie that we've been dealing with, or your children were suicidal. That was really hard. Um, and I mean, who would think, why would you go to Chinese medicine for that? I'm like, but we can make you calm. We can work on cardiovascular system. We're at Zhong Center, we're a clinic that really, really, really emphasized going and seeing your gastroenterologist and getting a colonoscopy, going and seeing yeah. the endocrinologist and really getting your hormones checked. Like, we we don't pretend to do everything. We are fully fully integrated. We're I almost felt like I'd here too. kind of be servicing my car when I, except my car was my body. <laughs> it was my wagon. You wore in a fitness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. I felt like that was kind of how I looked at it. You know, I'd come in and yeah, you know, if anything was 
really concerning, then you would, you know, direct me in the right. Um, to the specialist. Yeah, oh, in the right way. Like, that's weird. But it's that's kind of that, the tune-ups. It's anything where, that starts going off, you know, you can kind mm. of bring things back into alignment, which I love. I love that holistic it's a approach. Really, really, it's a really special sacred relationship because if you put it in context, you see me for, what, an hour once a week? Yeah. 45 minutes once a week when you might go see your GP for once six months or, you know, once a year, you get them for 15 minutes. And what do they really understand? That's different. Like it's mm. a bit different if you've had your GP all your life and they're just a gem, but I get to see you clear or sometimes twice a week, depends on what's going on. And I can see your moods go up and down and I can see your relationships and boundaries differ and change and go, mm, okay, I don't, you tell me like, I can tell if you're fucking lying. I, <laughs> I know. I hate it. it. She'd happen. always ask me questions. <laughs> In the treatment, and, <laughs> and then she'd be taking my pulse, but it's like a different pulse. You do like a Chinese medicine pulse. I don't know. And yeah, can... it's not the radial pulse. It's it's just off from that. So we're we're feeling the correlations between the systems. So we're feeling three by three across and three by three down. It's like a sun. So it's just under the the thumbnail, and we're reading how the gun or the liver system is talking to the 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 shin or the heart system, and how the the pea or the spleen system is correlating to the the large intestine and the kidney and the shannon, how they're all talking to each other in relation to how that expresses in your body and mind and well-being. And it's really fun to tell when people are lying. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> Use a bigger needle for that. Now, I know fertility, always, yeah, fertility, talk fertility is a huge topic, one which is obviously a very yeah. sensitive one for many, but I know that you do see a lot of clients who are dealing with fertility issues. Yeah, we put a needle in the gentle, so it's exactly how everyone <laughs> What do you do on that journey? For people who are thinking, oh, my God, because I know often an acupuncturist is recommended along the way, yep. Um, yep. but people might be like, why would I want to do that? Why would you want to lie down and be stabbed and call it relaxing? <laughs> exactly. We are a weird, we are a weird bunch. Um, <laughs> so we when it comes to fertility and preconception, Chinese medicine is phenomenal. I think we're one of the only modalities that I know of that can actually increase sperm virility and sperm count and motility. Whoa, how the do you life, do that? The life cycle of a sperm is three months. Okay. So whatever you were doing three months ago, so if you're partying on MDMA or you're drinking down in the voice of pubs or if you had a really bad illness or you had long COVID, that is a new system and a sperm cell is just a cell. Three months later, that has, you know, gone through its process and it's now sperm kind of my babies. Mm. So if you've been sick, normally things slop off. Normally if you don't have a great diet or you've been detoxing or you've been having all the having all the things going on, you'll have inflammation within those cells as well. So ideally, if you're thinking about conceiving or you and your partner are wanting to have children, we would recommend you come see us minimum three months before you want to try. If you really want the best options to go for it. And in my clinic and especially in Chinese medicine, um, we're knocking them up at 47. We're not subscribing to the paradigm that you all have to have children by 21. It's It doesn't have to be that way. You can do a lot of things to maintain your fertility. You can do a lot of things to maintain your wellness to that point, or should you be going on the egg freezing journey? Because the whole point is for you to have a quality of life. You shouldn't be trying to nab the first person you see because you want to procreate. That doesn't mm. consume a healthy... It's mm. that lack mentality and patriarchy. Just want to get that one out of the way. Yeah. So, so you do this equally for men and women. It's not just not equally just equally for men and women. Yep. It's not just a female's job to ovulate and then hold the baby. Like the sperm is the one that kicks off the DNA. It the head actually unravels inside of the egg and is the part that begins the process of it becoming um, a zygote and then a fetus. 
So his job's really important. Mm. Like you want a strong little the, swimmer. The dynasty there. You want strong swim, strong, strong, strong swimmers because she might have um, an hospital uterus. She might have uh, natural killer cells. She might have uh, a pH that is completely adverse to sperm. So you need to have, just like you wore a down tomato, you've got to have the same with your sperm, buddy. Like you've really got to apply yourself. Quite often I won't treat fertility unless I'm treating both of you because I'm yeah. like, nah, you're here. But why am I working on 50% of the equation? It's not a pass. Really? Like, so you can actually work, I, I won't. work them together? I, I, will, I will want to see both. Well, the other thing is, is you want to make sure, well, I would like to ensure that these people are on the same wavelength yeah. or on the same page of wanting to conceive. You know, you don't want to necessarily be doing all this work for one person when actually their partner is not interested. Yeah. That doesn't set up a good balance of co-parenting because you're there together. Yeah. But again, the the, the, the benefit for guys getting their sperm looked after is fertility is virile wellness. Yeah. So you think clearer, you feel better. You're not coughing all the time. You have better sleep. Um, you feel more connected to yourself. You feel like doing more exercise. You're feeling really clear and focused at work. You're pooing all the time. The extra 20 minutes you're hanging on the toilet is just for the phone. It's not because you've got to get the guys out. Like there's a whole lot more benefit to, to being well, no more lower back pain, no more knee pain. Uh, no more bloating, no more weird, funky sweat smell. So like, you're essentially fine-tuning everything in the body. Again, it's a very holistic to. approach. You can't just be like, yep. right, we're just going to focus on this one thing. It's like everything connected. Yeah, um, and we really like to treat, like if they're going, if you're going through um, the IVF and implantation uh, process, because we can help, we help through that as well. Quite often you would see an acupuncturist maybe three months before you do egg collection, because we can help with, uh, kicking off the, the follicles there to stimulate more eggs. And again, um, we can help with increasing uterine lining before implantation. And when you implant, normally you would go orgasm, acupuncture, implant, acupuncture again. Uh-huh. Because, well, if you think about it, when you have an orgasm study to show that it increases the, the flush of hormones so you feel happier. And then we use acupuncture prior to implantation to get all the blood stimulated and strong in the area, reduces stress before the, the procedure reduce your stress again after the procedure. And when we do that, we normally get the partners to come at the same time. So they're both part of what's going on because it can be really invasive to the, yeah. the pregnant partner um, having to go through these really scary, it can be really scary because especially if it's your first time going through IVF, you don't really know what the hell is going on and you're kind of in the system. If you're both there together getting treated, at least you're not the only one being poked and prodded and having these hormones make you feel strange. So we can really help with conception and preparation Everything needs preparation, much like when you're going to do your spring gardening or your vegetable garden, you prepare the soil. Mm. Chinese medicine is the same when it comes to looking at conception. I don't don't know if people really appreciate how hard it is to hold human life. It's really difficult growing eyeballs. Yeah, (laughs) it really is. And your body does some whack stuff out of your control and that doesn't stop. Leaking. It doesn't stop when you give birth. I got mad night sweats in the postpartum period. Yeah. Yeah. From Chinese medicine, you lost all your blood, so there's nothing left to hold it all in. Yeah. Think about that. Think about, you know, a little bit of trauma from birth. Yeah. That's going to have an effect on the system as well. So we would say that was a yin deficiency thing from that. So, yeah, I think I'm waffling a bit when it comes to conception and, and fertility. But it's it's if you think about it, anything you prepare for, you kind of want to do that in advance. And yeah. we would normally treat someone weekly until 10 weeks conception to make sure it holds, keep them calm. The more you keep mum calm, the better everything is. Yes. That's what I learned from you. Life. It's a big mm. it's a big thing, isn't it? Just relaxation. Or just having yeah, a calmer just, approach. Calmer approach. I mean, and have you also noticed that 
the more that you invest in yourself and the more you invest in yourself being calm and mm. chill and feeling your best, irrespective of BJ, yeah. he loves you all the more. Yeah. Well, and it's, I think and just I in life, really, life just flows oh, better. Totally. Yeah, I, I try to explain to people who feel guilty to take time for themselves because also a year of acupuncture is still cheaper than IVF and we've got a, in our clinic, we've got a 98% success rate. Whoa. That's you just amazing. Have to give us time, but people are normally like, Ooh, like, give us time and we will help you there. So again, and so when people feel guilty about taking time for themselves, I'm like, you don't under, you need to no. learn that the more that you really become selfish yep. and fill your cup and whatever works for you, the more people are drawn to you for your absolute natural exuberance of who you are. And the more you can pour into others. <laughs> I don't know if yeah. that's the right analogy, but yeah, I've always been no, so it is. Well, it's, big on that. Lama said Western women will uh, save the world. Yes. Because when their cup is full, they have the resources. I had only recently like looked into the fourth trimester, obviously after having a baby and the, is it the traditional yeah. Chinese medicine approach, which is really Definitely. big on that first 40 days and just the importance of yes. nourishment and warm foods. I was reading this book and I was like, oh my God, this has got Eddie <laughs> written all over it. She's, she found me. And even like to the fact of like not getting cold and like keeping scarves on and and just yeah. almost retreating. So then when you come out of that period, you are just this like almost blooming, glowing flower. So you can actually set yourself up for, I guess, more, um, oh, what's not the dying. word? Yeah, not dying. Yeah, pretty much. Not dying just, under the weight of motherhood. So you're not starting motherhood on the back foot, right? It's really hard to get someone to stay with you for 40 days post birth. Yeah. How many people would want to strangle their parents, let alone their parents wouldn't be able to help them? Well, exactly. Um, it's a beauty, and it's also really popular in um, Ayurvedic and Indian culture. All of my Indian clients would have their mother or their mother in law come and stay with them to do it. And the mother in law would cook, clean, and bathe them. And all they had to do was lie down and sleep. And I thought, oh my God, you're lucky duck. The whole idea about it is um, birth is a huge physical ordeal take the pregnancy alone away birth itself is a phenomenal deal think about if someone has a hernia they can't do anything for six weeks mm. someone comes in and takes care of them then yeah i don't think the importance is put the same on cesarean that it should be like you can't drive i don't think people appreciate you can't just soldier on because you'll put your entire body's lifetime at risk um, the whole idea is once the baby is born it's had nine months in this much space it's had nine months inside another body that's been its environment so you want to introduce its external environment very very slowly so you only want it to be a room initially mum dad room mum dad room mm. immediate family only and then as it kind of gets used to a bigger surrounding then you would stretch a little bit more after the 30 days and if you think about that you know your breast milk for in chinese medicine is blood to the baby you are literally feeding your baby blood so it is literally consuming you so the more calm or at least looked after you could be means you're able to then give yourself to this next little being, a.k.a. leech. You've got that there to go. Um, keeping, leech. And because you've had this huge ordeal, yeah. And, well, I just slipped that one in there. You like it? Uh, because you've had this huge ordeal, your body has gone through immense trauma, your psyche has gone through immense trauma. How much of the first week do you even remember, Paul? Like, I don't. I don't. It was complete push. blur. Complete blur. And that's not just from a traumatic birth. That's any birth. You've got nothing going on. New yeah. mum brain. So you don't have the faculties to even necessarily do anymore. You need to be there just for this thing to leech and survive. And I said that being very joke. <laughs> this thing. <laughs> um, people might do the same with their puppies. You don't know. Exactly. Um, no, no judgment because puppies are great. 
so yeah it comes from that constituents of you've got no blood because you can't think you've got no blood because you've just mm. given birth you've got no blood because you've given your entire life force for nine month eyeballs um why shouldn't you be cocooned and looked after and you should be in ICU for 40 days. I think the government should pay for it. Like, enough. <laughs> it is insane, eh? It's just such I mean, a societal... I how long until you can poo without crying? Like, these things are important. You need to be at I, home for these things. I am only just getting through constipation now. Like, you know me. Oh, I've always yeah. been very regular. Oh, the anxiety poo. Yeah, I know. Oh, my God. The, the constipation has been so horrific. Um, and it changes your mind. Does it? Well, you know, I'm, you're shitty. You, yeah. <laughs> Well, I'm not. I'm not shitting. That's the problem. I didn't say shitting. I said shitty. <laughs> oh, my God. Or women, like you're full of shit. Women are amazing. And, yeah, we yeah. we need to focus more on nurturing the mother. And I think you definitely need to focus nurturing the mother. And I also think that this is where we need to put a little bit back on the partner. Mm. You need to be really picky about who you pick to be your partner. You need to be really picky who you pick to be your de- baby daddy. You need someone who is capable of looking after both of you for that time and someone who's happy to do it. Mm. Pick better partners. And I, I know that, like, because, you know, I see a lot of people with self-esteem issues and that kind of thing. So part of it is really important of who you surround yourself with. Yeah. Pick better partners. Pick someone who will want to nourish you for 30 days after getting birth. Appreciating, holy shit, what come out of you? Um, I, but also, I guess, <laughs> and like looking at the other end of the spectrum, for a lot of people, it's actually not realistic to adhere to that real strict, you know, cocooning. It's or, very hard to adhere to the strict, but yeah, you know, like, but trying to always, incorporate parts of that philosophy as much as you can, as much as you can. So, for example, if you're having a baby shower, don't mm. ask for things for the baby. Be like, can you buy me a cleaner for a month? Yeah, yeah, can yeah. You get me a laundromat that comes to my house and picks yes. up my stuff and delivers it washed and folded. Uh, can you deliver me? I really like these foods. Would you mind cooking me five meals I can put in my freezer that oh, are of this? That's a great idea. Yeah, like uh, most of my friends, and I would buy them two treatments at home from whatever practitioner lives in the area and pay extra for that person because most practitioners don't do home visits. No. You have to pay them pay them in gold, and I do. I pay them extra to go visit my, my friends when they give birth, or I buy them a month of dry cleaning, or I buy them, well, not dry cleaning, a month of laundry. Yeah, yeah, service, yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Mm. You know you're getting old and this people. stuff excites you. <laughs> I'm like, oh, my God. That sounds so yeah. good. Yeah. Just so you can rest. It's hard. Yeah. You don't. Look how much of a time wasted they are. You just sit there and look at them. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, they're gorgeous and love it. The little them. leech. <laughs> <laughs> time waster. Okay, we are getting very distracted. I want to just mm. put a focus on kind of your new direction and, and some of the things you're mm. incorporating. Um, if people are in the Melbourne region and they wanted to come see you, mm. what can they expect? Um, swearing. <laughs> <laughs> are you getting woo? Are you getting even more woo in some of your new treatments? I am getting more woo in some yes. of my treatments for those who would like it. Okay. So if I never talk about woo unless it's specifically brought up. Yeah. I do do a lot of woo. I run mm. a lot of um, retreats with healers in Bali. Mm. And I've just uh, started a new one in Mexico with the Mayans there. So using using locals to, to learn. And I've reintroduced again uh, crystal dowing acupuncture. So it's different to um, Reiki therapy or crystal therapy and the fact that you put them on the body. I've engineered them onto the needles so that the frequency of the crystal is vibrating through the needle into the depth of the body that's required. Wow. Um, and so, it, it, I mean, you've had one of these treatments before. It, it sends you oh. on quite a journey. It's oh, yeah. It's level esoteric acupuncture. 
So it doesn't necessarily always have to be esoteric orientated, but if you're trying to work through heartache or what's your next career decision going to be, or it's a new moon and you're creating, or um, you're trying really hard to work on your, maybe your clairvoyancy or your psychic skills, or you're really wanting to feel kind of more connected to your creativity or your intuition. Or, I mean, I use it on myself when, for example, I know I've got a big jump to do, like I'm trying to manifest a few things and in my world at the moment in relation to my career and, and what's moving forward. Yeah. And so I used kind of like a tourmaline with um, black quartz treatment on like Jing. And um, yeah, I'm fucked. It's great. I mean, it, it, <laughs> I'm going through the process. <laughs> going through the process, but it really gave me a clear sense of what I need to do. Yeah. And I make sure it's very, very gentle. Like, because when I was. It was heavy. Like, I didn't know what to expect when I went in. It was heavy. Like, I felt like it had been transported somewhere else. Like had a really yeah. deep sleep. Yeah. And then, you know, I think it was not long after that, that um, we're like, yeah, hey, hey, look at us. Next year's going to be great. I think, and then 2020 I think came. months after that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I mean, look how much that you achieved in that four months before the bushfires. Because mm. that was the time frame mm. when I was last offering the service. So, um, yeah, I'm offering specialized crystal acupuncture. And um, I'm offering telehealth again. I, I stopped that for a while, but I am offering online um, consulting again. And just quickly, cosmetic acupuncture, because people yeah. might have heard it in Goop or Gwyneth Paltrow talking about it. There's still so many people yes. that have never, ever tried it. And um, it was something I did in Melbourne when I got there and I was so insecure with my forehead lines. Like I was, I was drying up like a fossil. And I honestly, <laughs> no, I was. It was just, I don't know. You know how you have your thing. That was my yeah, insecurity. Yeah, we all have a quirk. Yep, we yeah. focus. And it definitely softened the lines over the years. Um, yep. So for people who are maybe not ready to get have Botox or they don't want to have mm. Botox, it is a really yep. beautiful alternative that you actually, <laughs> that you get to, well, yeah, have it at the same time as Botox. Yep. Um, it's a beautiful treatment. Adjunct. Yeah. Yeah. So the reason, the reason I do... Uh, my focus is cosmetic. My focus is beauty acupuncture. My focus is feel good acupuncture is because the minute you take away the one thing that you feel insecure about, once you take that focus away, you've got 80% of your brain to focus on other things and contribute to the world. You know, like once you stop focusing on your forehead lines, what did you then do? You mm. fucking nailed your career. You focused <laughs> on what you really wanted. You really focused on what you wanted your life to be. You're like, mm. actually, you know what? I don't see it being in this big cosmopolitan city I just really want to be here I want to do this and you weren't like oh my forehead lines am I fitting in oh my god is everyone looking at my forehead lines you change crazy your... how much energy that can take up took up so much energy and that's mm. like for me it was oh I've got a fat tummy and it's all I ever thought about and once that went away I mean I'm still the heaviest I've ever been but my tummy doesn't feel fat and I'm like flick um I'm thinking about other things so with cosmetic acupuncture and beauty acupuncture we we're working on really tightening the whole face so the whole face gets tight. We work on muscle trigger points. We work on kind of training the muscles to hold firmer. We're doing local points on the face that actually treat constitution or rosacea or psoriasis. Or, you know, you might have dermatitis on your face. So we work on that in the body and the face. Caveat, we do put points in the body. It's not just needles in your face because that would be a waste of time. Mm. You have to treat why the lines were there. You have to treat why the face is doing what it's doing. You have to make sure they don't get a migraine on the table with all the needles in their face. <laughs> uh, we do local needling if there's lines that you're worried about. Yep. But I have a lot of clients that get Botox, a lot of clients that get fillers, a lot of clients that get PRP injections. It's fantastic. It's fabulous. They work but sometimes together. They work great, but mm. sometimes you don't want to get Botox four times a year, which is fine because if you use it too much, it will atrophy. You you can overdo it um, and you don't want to get to that point. You want to be your best version. So with me, with Jean Center, when you come to Jean Center to get beauty acupuncture, 
we can extend the life of your Botox because we are softening the associated muscles so they're not overcompensating. So I can show you an example of what we would do now and your listeners or whoever is, however you mm. see this. If you get your two fingers and put, put them at the starting of your eyebrows. Okay. So right at the at the beginning of your eyebrows, right at the beginning. So just at the end of the nose where your hairs first start. And then if you put, separate that as hard as you can and push against them and then try and frown. So what we're doing is we're separating the corrugator and we're trying to frown now. <laughs> yeah. Really hard, yeah? Yeah. Are you noticing that up in your hairline, the muscles are trying really hard? Yeah. That's your frontalis. We would then focus up in your frontalis, up in your hairline. So those muscles aren't overcompensating to break down what's happening above it. Because quite often then you might get lines at the top of your forehead because your body's trying to overcompensate. Oh my God, I've noticed that. Your I've noticed yeah. Botox so, people get that sometimes, don't they? Yeah. So we're working around it. So then that way you don't have to go back quicker. You don't have to get more done. It lasts longer. So <sighs> And then you get to feel more rejuvenated for longer. It's making you feel good about how you are. Um, so if people want to come and see you or book a, <laughs> or, okay, or book an online sesh and um, do a telehealth yes. sesh, how can they do that? Um, well, you can go on that. There's a thing called the internet. Okay. And if you have a keyboard, you type it. Uh, so you can find me on Zhong Center, which is Z-H-O-N-G-C-E-N-T-R-E.com. Mm-hmm. And there are options there for different ways that you can hang out with us. I might be doing, I run workshops periodically. So they're kind of interesting when I tell you what's going on behind the scenes of Chinese medicine. Uh, you can book a treatment there. You can book with me online and you can find out more about our offerings. You can see all the shiny things that we do. You can stalk me down on Instagram and see me swearing and, you know, my dog's driving me wild. <laughs> Sometimes I might, you know, do some good tidbits behind Hey, things. but as you taught me, it's, it's healthy to release anger. And that's another part of the, oh China, God, the Chinese the medicine best. philosophy, right? Abs- do you know what it is? It's healthy just to be balanced mm-hmm. little bit of alcohol little bit of meat little bit of sugar a little bit of sunshine a little bit of lie down like we've got a bar everything in moderation you know, when you come in for a, when you come in for a for a health cocktail i've normally got some kind of gin or vermouth in there to make you really love better that. for pms i love that i love that and i love yeah, how you we've, used to we've, to um recommend that i have a glass of red wine at night <laughs> with my just dinner so that you wouldn't be a Bitch with PMS. <laughs> just one glass. Just a little bit. Just a little just bit. It <laughs> has. You are a wealth of knowledge and um, there are many topics we could cover, but I think you've been very informative today and always such Fantastic. a pleasure to talk to, sarcasm and all. Thank, thank you. you so much. Nice <laughs> to see you, Polly. I think you're looking fabulous. Oh, thank just you. Doing phenomenal things the way that you chose to live your life right now. I'm so proud of you. Oh, thank you. Well, you know what? It wouldn't be wasn't easy without you kicking me up the ass. So, um, <laughs> thank you. Aggressive <laughs> encouraging. Aggressive encouraging. Positive bullying. Well, that was my chat with Dr. Abby. If you want to follow her online uh, at Dr. Abby at acupuncture acupuncture on instagram uh or you can check out their clinic specifically uh which is based in melbourne called zhong center at z-h-o-n-g center um and honestly i recommend from the bottom of my heart if you have been having a couple of issues you just feel like a little bit of personal care a bit of upgrading a bit of you know servicing um i honestly cannot recommend abby and her treatments more um and if it's something that you know maybe there's no acupuncturist in your area it's financially something just not 
doable at the moment. I've got another episode coming out um, which specifically can go through a couple of things you can do at home to help your overall health and, and wellness. And I know there's so many things out there, but this is from a traditional Chinese medicine perspective. Uh, a couple of things you can do to just boost your health and feel a bit better. So I'll release that in the coming days. In the meantime, uh, if you haven't already left a review, do so wherever you get your podcasts. And I'll catch you back for a full episode next week. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.